Hello and welcome to the 63rd episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of our lukewarm takes and mostly Kale's mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the Dudley to my Voldemort, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on any podcast service that allows it. I'm begging you, please, please, please. We also have Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod if you want to follow them. Sorry if you do, they're a little bit quiet at the moment but it's been a quiet time so accept us for who we are with that out of the way kale how you going i resent the dudley comparison why i just i just think that's a low blow no one wants to be dudley dude i was i was evil incarnate i don't know like i tried to balance the scales a little bit you might be an absolute dud of a human but i'm also harry potter's version of the devil so we all know that Dudley is worse, though, because he's sort of like a real. <laughs> it's it's real. We've all well, known he's worse because he's a muggle. Don't don't use that word, bro. Get these muggles out of here. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's mud blood. That's the slur, isn't it? That's mud the blood one. is the slur. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't yeah, want right. to go that far, but the muggles got to go, bro. They're done. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But I'm I'm pretty good. It's been a good week. Just a lot of great time, self reflection. Not a lot of exercise, failing on that front, but mentally thriving, uh, firing on all pistons. So it's 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 great. It's great. Just it's a just a good week. There's no reason. It's just it is it is. Yeah, I'm a simple creature. It doesn't need much for me. You know, I've done my work. I've relaxed. I've gotten to play video games. That's a good week. That's that's good, I guess. How about you? What's <laughs> uh, what's what's new with you? Uh, I did, wasn't paying attention to you because I'm just stressed. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed out. Works. I've transitioned into a new, uh, same role, different company, same company. I don't know. It's very confusing. Uh, and so I do the same job, but I feel like I'm, it's just more stressful. And I got, they just dumped a whole bunch of work on me like two days ago. And I was like, I can't do all of this by the time it's due. It's impossible. I actually can't do it. Uh, so look, just stressing out a little bit, but that's chill. Uh, with more stress <laughs> comes more money, which is nice. But sometimes I'm, a, I'm like a, I like a good balance where like if I get paid decently, but I don't feel like I'm going to absolutely collapse of heart failure, then that's a win. That is a win. Look, you just had time off. I don't really have much pity for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I had time off and then I came back and I was like, oh, it was nice. Like, nice little reset. And then out of nowhere, they were like, hey, we're going to put you in, this, the, in the other team, the other company, whatever. And I was like, sweet. And then I got there and I was like, this is fucked. <laughs> I'm so alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that's, um, that's nice for me to hear. I like to see you struggling. I hope this means you'll lose your hair at a rapid rate. Uh, that widow's peak well, I'll will never continue to fall. Catch up. I'll never catch up to your hair loss how dare you? Well, you can't you can't come at me like that and not expect me to come back. Like I, you know, it's, like you, I, I've I've made a I've made a conscious effort over the last I'm going to say six fifty episodes to not talk mm. about this, and you come <laughs> at me like that. Come on, bro. I think what I need to do one day is I'll just shave the head and I'll I'll focus in on the beard. But what That's I'm scared of, and I think every man has this fear deep down, is that my skull is weird. And it's like a, a a weird shape, and the also the other fear is also that if it's already kind of thinning, if you shave it, it may never grow back. Mm, yeah, you know, there like, is there's that. like those stories of people who are like swimmers, so they always shave their head, and then when it, then like they're not swimmers anymore, and they're like, oh, I'll just let it grow back finally, and then all of a sudden they're bald, and they're like 
Fuck. It's a tough time to be alive. You'd think with all the advances in like modern medicine, there would be a way better way to grow your hair back, right? It just it blows my mind that it's still not really there. Yeah, I mean, we waste all this money on cancer research. You think we would have figured out the hair situation? Dude, dude, if you think that we haven't figured out how to cure cancer like 40 years ago, you're crazy. We figured it out, but then the pharmaceuticals were like, but what about all our money? And then they didn't, you know... It, these oh, the, evil uh, pharma, dude. <laughs> the tinfoil we should have a cons- we should Yeah, we should have a conspiracy <laughs> theory podcast. That'd be pretty fun. I'd be into that. We can look into that. We haven't playing any cool video games. Bro, I love Cult of the Lamb. I love this game. It's a good time. Like, it's not without its faults, for sure. But I sat down with Cult of the Lamb day one. Because I, fig- I came out, I woke up, and I was like super psyched because I remembered. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And I started playing it. Six hours later, I was still playing it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like what happened? That I think it was maybe the night. All. Yeah, it hasn't happened in a long time. And I think it was maybe the night it- of the day it came out. And then I woke up the next day and I played it for like another seven hours. All day. That's all I did all day. Really? Love Cult of the Lamb. So good. It's like uh, there was something about it where like when I first started playing, I was doing this thing where I was naming people that were joining my cult or animals or whatever they are that were joining my cult. Like I was naming them my friends' names. Okay. And then really yep. quickly when you unlock like the ritual of sacrifice, you realize that maybe that wasn't the play. Yeah. <laughs> but some shit went down where like I had Emily in there. I got Sean in there. I have some other friends in there. They like died of illness because... The cult had a, a rough period. It was definitely a very early rough period of, of the... Uh, it's called the Church of Gov. Oh, way. interesting. Interesting. Instead of, instead of the Church of God, obviously, it's a play on, on that a little bit. So, the Church of God had a, had a bit of a rough stage, uh, really struggling around maybe day 10 to 15 to 20-ish. Uh, so, Shane and Alex died. I buried them. Uh, and then... I'd given people these necklaces that you can give people to give them like little boosts and like resource harvesting. But then I found one that was like, hey, you c- it'll double their lifespan. So I was like, oh, yeah. sweet. I'll go, to, I'll go to Emily. I'll give it to her. But I'd already given her a necklace, so I couldn't give it to her. So I gave it to Sean. Mm. Emily died of old age. She wasn't super stoked that I told her her character had died. So then wow. I, got the, uh, I got the ritual of resurrection. So I revived her. And then I realized I was like, I can just, all my friends can be here forever because I'll just keep, <laughs> resurrecting them and it's a it's a perfect perfect time but no i i love this game a lot i have a lot of questions here first off and perhaps most crucially is what kind of animal was i now hypothetically you didn't make the cut of people that i put in the game well because i thought it was a bad idea i was going to do like everyone i knew and then i thought it was kind of a bad idea because eventually like they're going to die or like literally someone Mm. comes up to you and goes hey um they're a non-believer you should murder them so you've got to go and murder them you know and I didn't want it to be like, hey, look, Kale is a non-believer and he's talking shit on you. You should go murder him. <laughs> so I didn't put you in there. Uh, but it's such a fucking sick little game. Like, it's it's essentially like Rogue Legacy meets Animal Crossing meets Stardew Valley. Yeah, that's a good good mix. And then there's like the... I don't know. I guess the combat is sort of the outlier there. That's sort of its no, own No, very thing. Rogue Legacy, other than it being not side-scroller, it's isometric, I guess, is the difference. I Like, for me, I kind of see it being... It's almost like Enter the Gungeon without the guns. Like, that kind of combat where you're, like, rolling around and... It's kind of yeah, pretty no, quick. no, it's like... Uh, I guess the rolling, yeah, it is pretty quick, but... Uh, but uh, 
Rogue Legacy was quick, and it was it because it was a side scroller, so it was different for sure. But the way the rooms procedurally generate, you start off and they give you a weapon and a spell, which is the same as Rogue Legacy, and it and you kind of just get what you get. But as you go through the dungeon, you'll find different ones you can choose from. Uh, the the perk system that you have when you're in the dungeons is pretty chill, where it'll give you an option of like you can pick one of these two cards that you can add to your thing, yeah. and it will change kind of your build for that, which is, I don't know, even, like, very returnally, I guess, like, mm. building as you go. Uh, and I, it's funny, because, like, the combat's fine. Like, it's not special. You have a, a button for attack and a button for a curse, and that's it. And a roll. And a dodge. Yeah. I think uh, I'm very positive on it, too, just to catch up. I think I've played less than you. I'm, like, nearly at the second boss. There's four, okay. presumably. Yeah, I'm at the third five. boss at the moment. Yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty positive on it. I really like the management side. I feel like the combat could be a little, just like one step more in depth uh, yeah, for me. Yeah. It's it's a little, for how much time you spend fighting, I just kind of wish, because I don't know, my, my issue is like, I don't love all the weapons. Like, I don't like the claws. I don't like the yeah. dagger. And, like, if you kind of get that, you're like, oh, shit, here we go. I'm, like, stuck well, with this. That's true. The The claws, you kind of... It took me a while to figure them out, but I didn't realize that their their final move in a combo does like catastrophic damage. Yeah. Uh, the the hammer took me a little while to get used to, and it was weird because like so, as you upgrade your cult, you'll be able to, you'll upgrade what sorts of weapons you get and what levels they are as you go through. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I just wish the combat was at the level of the the cult stuff because there's so mm. much to upgrading your little settlement and like what you can do with your followers. Like there's so much shit. I did just get the ability to like, uh, like the demon ritual. Like I turned one of my followers oh, into demonic, a demon. Yeah, yeah. that's demonic, pretty good. Uh, possession. Uh, that sort of helped out a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know how I want it improved, but I just wish there was like a little bit more. Like maybe part of me almost know. thinks it might have benefited for being more like Rogue Legacy and that like being like a side scroller. I could see that. I, I really didn't mind the combat being as simple as it was because I didn't. When I heard it roguelike, roguelite, that turned me off. And so the fact that it's really not that difficult. No. I've only died at the third boss a couple of times. And other than that, I really haven't died, except when I put on a different uh, tunic or cloak or whatever they're called. And I yep, didn't realize yep. I was taking double damage. Uh, but I think you you are right. I think like if, if you're looking at what parts of the game I like the most, it is the settlement management that is the best to me. Like, I just think it's super interesting. And my... I guess on the downside of the game where I think it kind of falls short a little bit is that I've maxed out my settlement and I've maxed out a, a couple of my trees. And so huh. I, like, I'm collecting faith still from all my followers, but I can't spend it really on a lot. Yeah, right. You know how you, you can level up your little follower levels and then that'll yeah. give you a little piece of a tablet, get three pieces of the tablet and you can do a new, like, ritual or a new perk for the, for the whole cult. Uh, and once I max that out, I was like, well, I don't really see a reason to be talking to my followers anymore because yeah, I'm not okay. getting any levels and I'm not unlocking new rituals so that feels kind of wasted so like Sean and Emily are level 15 and everyone else in my cult is no higher than level 2 I'm I'm pretty interested because I, I kind of found the combat fairly difficult I'm just playing on normal like there's no mm. difficulty trophy so I, that means I just play it on normal but I haven't lost anyone in the cult and I'm not that I think I'm only on, like, day 15. Yeah, okay. 
So yeah, it's uh, interesting so we've kind there, of gone the other way. There. <laughs> there's food that you make that I didn't realize it, but there's food that you make that will it gives Kill. you like a positive and a negative effect and one of them is yeah. like instant death and I think that's what happened is I wasn't realizing that my food was going to maybe kill people on like a 25% chance. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so people That'll were dying there. The other thing that gets me too that I don't love and I, I really would love to know why they decided to implement it this way but the settlement is on a diamond grid. So yeah, like that is weird. It drives me insane. It really drives me insane. Like it, like doing f- little moves sometimes is really tricky to get where you want it to be and I'm like, why isn't this just like a square grid? Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. And I, I would love a little more interconnection between the buildings. Like, I don't know, like, you know, when you build a building in Age of Empires, like the new Age of Empires, it like fits into the village. Yeah, it looks like rough. the ground like, around yeah. it changes. It kind of fits in. If you put it next to another house, it looks like there's like a little like a road that connects them. Like it just kind of fits in. Uh, and that doesn't seem to be the case here. And even when I was doing some editing of like tiles on the ground. I don't know if I think it's a glitch because they would they would reset like they I would remove some tiles that I put down incorrectly and then I'd come back in like two more days and they're back again and so yeah, right. I just gave up on it so everything kind of looks like shit because every time I'd go back it kind of just would reset itself back to some not even the default but some random setting that I'd done days ago uh, and then I was also having a few issues where I'd be giving a sermon or I'd be doing a ritual and the game would not lock up but it would get stuck in that animation. So I could still get to the pause menu, but I couldn't progress past the goat floating in the air in the middle of a ritual. Yeah. And so the only way for me to get past it was to exit out of the game and reload it. And even to the point where I think day 10 or day 12, I got this issue where like I had a black smoke gate exiting my village and I couldn't leave. I had that too. It, you had to do something specific, right? Like it's kind of a tutorial uh, I think so, but I, I didn't have a quest for it. Like, I literally was just like, okay, I guess I have to get wood, but I don't have enough wood to do it. And, like, it was a really weird time. It honestly took me, like, maybe 10 game days for me to get rid of that smoke gate, and which was a bit of a buzzkill. But, yeah, look, overall, like, I, it is my heroine. Yeah, it's, it's funny because we're pointing out all the negatives, but I love how it looks. And the music, too, is, like really catchy and strange very strange oh yeah very bizarre sometimes i feel like it's a little too much like it's you'll be doing like a ritual and it's just like assaulting your ears a little bit generally Mm. i think like when you're in the world and when you're doing the dungeons and exploring i think that's all good i have to say the the almost straight up theft of the fishing mechanics out of stardew valley threw me off because it's the inverse yeah, yep. So, like, in Stardew Valley, there's a fish moving up and down. you got to keep the section where the fish is. In this, the section is moving freely, and you're the hook, and you've got to move the hook. And and I just could not wrap my brain around it after, like, 100 hours of Stardew Valley. I just couldn't figure it out. But I got there <laughs> eventually. Uh, what else is there? Uh, it kind of annoys me. Like, so, you're moving through areas. Each has a boss, and you're sort of doing roguelite runs and making your way to the boss. And this is such a minor thing, but, like, the boss comes and talks to you all the fucking time. And I feel like that happens several times too many in each area. Like, they'll be like, oh, and, like, talk shit. At least they do some cool stuff. Like, sometimes, like, I just had one where, like, the boss turns up and he made one of my followers hungry. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, like, they kind of, like, do little things to fuck you up. But it's, 
I don't know. That's just been a weird thing I noticed. That is a that is a minor little that's a weird little gripe to have. I really didn't notice too much, but I do like that they like you'll be in the middle of a run and you know you're already low on faith in the at the cult, but you're like, I need to get whatever I need to get. And then they're like, everyone's sick. And you're like, God damn it. Like what? <laughs> you gotta go See, deal I, with that. I haven't had anyone be sick. Like I've had have a really Have you had a dissenter yet? Nope. I've had such an easy run on the cult. Like maybe that's what I'm better at. Because the combat has really stuffed me up. Like, I died on the first boss twice, and I just died trying to get to the first boss as well. Uh, interesting. I, I just dodge. Like, I'm a dodge roll lord. I will constantly just be dodging. Like, I'll I'll dodge into the boss and, like, get a few hits and dodge straight back out. And, like, yep. I've gotten pretty good at it. The third boss is bullet helly, and I don't love that, and I've really got to deal with it. But I will get there. Uh, it's, I don't know, I was just loving it. And I think there was this like, and maybe it wouldn't happen on a second playthrough because I obviously know what all the things are, but there's like a discovery to it where like you're unlocking another ritual and you're like, wait, what? And you can, you always will have a choice, which is cool because it does give yeah. us some replay value where it's like, well, you can unlock the rich this or you can unlock this and you'll choose it and it'll lock it in for good and you can't ever go back to that choice so i can't even think of any examples of the choices that i had but i i just uh, did one i do appreciate that which feels somewhat broken like uh it was one of the money ones and now i can bribe my followers all of them it's like the ides of march or something yeah i know what you mean yeah and so for three coins a day you can bump their experience it's like it's about a fifth of their bar and it feels broken oh, because at, yeah. at this point I have 700 coins and so three is nothing. I can give everyone- Well, eventually you'll need to make gold bars out of those coins and oh. a sacrament stone or something and it's going to cost you a I lot just, of coins to do that and you won't have enough money. I just uh, built that actually, just then. <laughs> the way I dealt with that is I would always like do the thing where you can just boost it by giving them like a high five being like, hey, what's up? I feel just called- uh, do you bless them? That's it. When you bless yeah. them, and I, I bless them. And if they're just a, a fraction off going up a level, then I'll bribe them. And again, I don't want to come off negative because this is a very strong game. Like, I can't deal with how good the animations are for your little followers. Like, I have every single one is unique. I make them all like the proper little like happy tree friends. Like, I don't have any of the like spidery or shrubby ones. Like, I, they're just basic animals, all of them. And each is different. And I love that like their traits... I believe it's their traits, determines what, like, so you can sacrifice them. I've only done that twice, but I had one that I sacrificed and he didn't want to be sacrificed. So, he's like screaming and crying as it happens. But then I like had a- fear of death trait or something? Uh, yeah, something like that. But then I had a zealous one and he was like smiling while we sacrificed him. And yeah. it's so good. Like, the, it's so creepy almost as well. Like it's- Some of the animations are so rad too, like- there's a spider around that has that always has a follower and a web as you're going to explore and like you can buy the follower off them and you uh. buy them off them and they're always like super stoked going, ah! and then you summon a portal below them and bring them into your cult and they're like drop by it's just it's really fun even uh, I just my, was loving it I was having the best time my favorite is just the lamb that you play like if you're just standing still he looks all cute he or she and the second you move it gets like this little murderous look on their face while they're running like. I just love it. I'd love like a little, like some merch. This is like a little character I'd love to have, like a shirt or something. I feel like there'd be like a cool plushie or something. Oh, Govinda is showing me his lock screen, which is Cult of the Lamb. It's a pretty chill wallpaper, if I do say so myself. Pretty uh, chill. I'm the biggest fan of this game, honestly. This is was 
I haven't been addicted to something like this in a long time. And I was, a lot of it's like the serotonin of going up to your, of your statue of you and just like sucking up all the faith that all your followers have dropped in there. Uh, but it's, it's very nice. I would love it to be a little deeper, like, or even the option to like swap out perks. Like if I level up again, I can then swap out one of the, the sacrifice, like the rituals that I have. Yeah. And swap it out with something else. Or I don't know. I just feel like I, I've hit this kind of like maybe 12, 12 hour mark. And I'm like, ah, there's not as much for me to unlock. So I feel like I'm not getting rewarded as, as consistently. The developers said before launch that this is basically about like a 15 hour game. So you're pretty much yeah. running up against it. Uh, yeah. You probably yeah, no, spent am. more time than I guess they anticipated doing the cult stuff. Oh, yeah. I saw a dude on, uh, I think it was on the subreddit, and he was like, he was like, this game is broken at 80 followers. And you see his, his little cult followers. village. I yeah, have it was eight. fucked. <laughs> I have you eight. You see his cult village, and I was like, yeah, it's broken, dude. But I don't think you're meant to have 80. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have 20, and I'm like, that's even a lot for me to deal with. Look, and it's like, we don't need to get into it, but I've been playing a shitload of RimWorld still. And I, I do wish, uh, like, Cult of the Lamb learned a few lessons from that, because it's kind of a fucking nightmare to, like, figure out which of your followers you've blessed or, like, bribed or whatever or what they're yeah, all doing yeah. at any one point. And it's, like, RimWorld has got a pretty... Again, it has its own problems. Its UI has its own issues. But at least you can see at a glance what everyone's doing. Yeah. Like just, I, just I thought it was up. weird that I didn't have a cult view where I could see all my followers and, like, what I'd done to them and what I'd said to them in, like, one clear view. I, I, I was, like, looking for it being, like, surely they've got to have one where I have a list of all of my followers. Another weird thing, and I, I still don't have an answer as to why... But when you do like a sermon in the day, like your daily sermon, only like six of your followers are there, even if you have 20. I just noticed that because I've only, yeah, got like eight, but I could have sworn there was only like six in there. Yeah, I think you always only have six. And I'm assuming it's like your six like longest serving or something like that because like Emily and Sean huh. are always in there. It was very strange because like I, I had a quest from someone to be like, hey, I need this person and this person to get into a fight. And I have a fight pit as one of my rituals. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, and then I got in there and they were neither of them were an option. And I was like, what? And it was very strange. Yeah. And it doesn't really explain to you why you're entire. Like, in my mind, if I'm running a cult and I do a sermon, I'd expect every single fucking person to be in that sermon. <laughs> yeah, I want you all <laughs> if, there. <laughs> if I'm sacrificing someone for our God, I expect everyone to fucking be there. So, that was very strange. But uh, I still can't. I, like, definitely not perfect by any means, but... No. Pure heroin to me. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of perfect scores for this game, and I, I don't no, think that's no, quite no, accurate. No. But this is at least an eight, even being conservative. Like, this is a very cool game. It's different. It's, yeah. Uh, two things that I wanted to hit on before we go. Um, this game continues the dominance of Australian indies, by the way. I'd just like to put that out oh, there. Australian. Like, it's like, what yeah. is it? Uh, Monster... Massive Monster or something? Massive Monster, that's it. Yeah, yeah. In the tradition of Untitled Goose Game and Unpacking, this is like another critical darling. And actually, yeah, it, it kind of blew me away because I knew that. And then when I booted up the game, they must have gotten a grant from the government because there's like a... On their splash screen, it just says like the Victorian government. <laughs> Cause like oh, that is classic. Melbourne's really good for all that. that. It uh, mine's been in rest mode, so I booted up once and it's been played. It's been on ever since pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, yeah, no, that's um, that's pretty interesting. And then my final thing was Erin uh, told me she saw someone on Twitter naming their cult and they just called it Hillsong. 
And I, I was going to call was... mine Jonestown. Yeah, right. I thought that was pretty good. Was... Uh, I was going to go with Jonestown. I thought that was maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit too far. So, what is it? Branch uh, but Davidian. Yeah, overall, big, big, big ups for this game. Like honestly, it's probably in my game of the year discussion at this point. I think so. I, I want to finish it at least. Like I, I told you, I was moseying up about the platinum. I think it's probably going to be a bit beyond me because I kind of struggle with the combat for whatever. I think. The combat feels slightly too fast for me. I don't know if that's like... I just kind of... I feel like I roll too far. I'm rolling into attacks. Like, maybe I'm just too used to the more like Pretty sure you're invincible during a roll. And there's also a a, a card that you'll unlock at some point where you can roll and cause damage, which is helpful. I just struggle to like predict when they're attacking. I feel like there's not enough of a wind-up. The bats, dude. The bats are awful. I, they yeah. hit me every time, and I, I do hate that. And sometimes you have bad runs, but a lot of it is like you're going to get hit, and it is almost just luck of the draw about the build that you get and like the, the hearts yeah. that you find and additional hearts that you find. Uh, I, I'm wearing a tunic now. I don't know if that's what they're called, but whatever. I'm wearing one now where at the start of a dungeon, I will just get given four cards immediately. I have that too because I feel like it's the only one. Like of the five that you can choose, that's oh, just yeah, like dude. clearly the best option. I've never found four tarot cards, so to just have four. Oh, really? Not in like one run. I've had like two oh. or three. So this okay, is yeah, like fair. it feels like such a clear advantage to have from the get go. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a good one. I I mistakenly got the other one first. That was uh, you'll Glass you'll cannon. build up d- extra damage. No, no, it's every hit. Every kill will build up your damage output, but you take mm. double damage and it will reset if you get hit. And so I was like, this is not fun. Not Apparently that is the trick to get the platinum is you take that. Uh, so you build up that damage meter. And then when you finally get to the boss, uh, you can you drop don't... them quick. Well, yeah, because you can't get hit anyway. So you might as well. And the other trick just for anyone else playing is uh, when you go into these areas and you want to replay a boss fight, those um, shrines that you can like steal favor from, if, if you attack them and destroy them, it'll transport you directly to the boss. So you don't need to uh, like... That is a good tip. I need that. But I, I I thought I might do the platinum, but I I just don't know if I can be bothered trying to fight bosses and not get hit. I feel like that'll be a... That's a huge, huge... That'll be a hair-pulling moment. And there is... Yeah. Yeah. So, big fan. Big fan so far. I will say, I think I, think I might be able to get the RimWorld platinum. I'm slowly... Just nipping away at that one. I got like another two trophies yesterday. Maybe not, but that could be like a fun little something. Uh, and really quickly, finally on Cult of the Lamb, I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, and I am often, so take that with a <laughs> grain of salt. Uh, the developer is going to continue to support it. So I think that while it is what it is now, I think they're going to hopefully add more things to it that will kind of just make it better as time goes on. So keep an eye out. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Like, yeah, they could add some more bosses. I could see this being supported with like DLC, like another area. Yeah. yeah. More bosses. I will and should point out the bosses are pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. And just like uh, they have a very they have a of a style like the fights are all a very similar style, but they're all different in their own way and you just have to kind of manage it and it's it's you get better. It's not that bad. If you can some finish them... Sekiro, you oh, you can't finish Sekiro, never mind. No, I couldn't finish Sekiro. You didn't yeah. either. Don't come at me. No, I, I exactly that's what I'm saying. If you could, if you could, <laughs> then you should be able to do this. But I realized you're like me, and you couldn't. So I guess not. I got up to the I got up to Ishin, all right, and he just just crushed me, crushed myself. I could feel how much of me that was going to take, 
And I just can't deal with that where you're just on one boss for a week or something like. Yeah, no, that's a very callum thing to do, and I can't. I don't have that in me. I like to have fun. I too like fun. You know what else I like, Govinda? What? Quick fire news. Sucked in, Potter fans. Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed. That's right, Govinda. Hogwarts Legacy is not coming out until the 10th of February. That's only, well, it's been a few days, but that's about 178 days away. (laughs) Thanks, JK. You think this is Rowling's fault? Surely, it has to be, right? She she made the game, right? I think so. I think she's she's deeply involved. This isn't horribly surprising. We didn't even have a firm release date, we should say. We speculated. I did speculate, famously, that it would come out at the start of December. So this feels like a three-month delay to me, even though no one ever promised me that day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely a little disappointing. But uh, again, I don't don't really care at the end of the day. I'd rather them take three months to make it a game I want to play than absolutely bottle it and release it early and do a Battlefield 2042 on us. I just had a thought. Like, we we do this so often. We talk about all these delays and stuff. In my mind, I can't even really think of what's still coming out this year outside of, like, God of War and Callisto Protocol. I really can't think of any uh, other... The Arkham I mean, The Last Knights. of Us. Arkham Knights, I think, is still on, uh, Gotham on Knights. this year. Gotham Knights. You know, same shit. You know. Didn't... Didn't it get delayed or something? Or No, no. Remember, you used the same strategy to say when this is going to get released by looking at when the strategy guide was coming out. And That's right. So, I think they did confirm a this year release date for, for Gotham Knights. Uh, but really, it's a bit grim. And everything getting pushed into next year means that the, the start of next year is going to be sweaty as balls. Just uh, on Gotham Knights, did you know they cancelled the PS4 version of it? Good. Yeah, no, we spoke about that. We did, yeah. That's like kind of a interesting new thing that seems to be cropping up but yeah i keep forgetting that that i'm kind of hoping that in the wake of like cyberpunk other developers are like it's just not worth it if it's not playing well it's not worth releasing it absolutely melted yeah so why do it but yeah this is this is kind of fine like i'm not i'm gonna be stoked for this game when it comes out but i'm not so hyped that this really hurts like it felt like it was months away anyway so what's a few more yeah, and it was also one that, like, while I want to be a wizard in a wizarding world, and I have since I was 13 years old, it's also one that I'm, like, a little skeptical on. And so that's why I'm, like, if they just need more time to cook it properly, then just take the time. And, I'd, I, I'd, again, yeah, rather it be complete and feel not broken, you know? Yeah. Uh, finally on Hogwarts Legacy, uh, we're getting an exclusive look, Mr. Jeff Keighley has told us, an exclusive look at the game uh, during Gamescom's opening night live, which is next Tuesday, Govinda. So, next week, uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. (laughs) That's actually pretty cool. (laughs) It's actually almost perfect for us because I think that means it's going to be our Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah. Even, I guess we'll have to talk about that. But if it is, we'll check out the times. Maybe we should delay slightly to cover that because that'll be... 30 announcements, allegedly. Well, we'll just have to have a... We'll just, if it happens Wednesday morning, we'll, we'll record that night. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great for everyone. Big one again. Everyone needs to know about these. Everyone needs to know about the thing. All they need to know about is it's coming out on Friday next week. Except <laughs> be excited. Please be excited. <laughs> I'd like to see, like, I guess, like, an actual gameplay demonstration. Like a... 
you know how they used to do like a live gameplay. That's look? what I miss about E3. Yeah, it's like yeah, people on like, stage holding a controller, playing stuff, and then things would go bad. That was always classic, like that incredible Uncharted one, where it was just kind of fucking struggling to happen, but. Yeah, I, I love the ones where they just didn't quite go right. And I can't even think of the ones off the top of my head, but it was the best when like it just throws on stage or something. It was awesome. Oh, God. All right, moving right along. Give into my most anticipated game, Forspoken. Got a new trailer this week and people have been dunking on it. Dunking on it hard. And I almost didn't want to include this because I feel like it's too obvious. We've been making fun of it. I think anyone with a cynical heart can tell this game is going to be uh it's going to be a little bit cringy one of my pet peeves is like they don't want to swear so instead they say like freaking yeah and i'm like just don't say anything like just have just uh, like either say fuck or fuck off you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> just to put it crassly just to put it what are the, I can't even remember. What are the lines? What are the lines from it, Cal? Uh, I need so these lines. Sammy's got it here. I'm looking at Push Square, of course. Uh, the main character, Frey, says the following throughout this trailer, which is debuting some pretty cool gameplay. Like, that's the thing. The gameplay looks good. It does. It's the monsters just the- look interesting. The combat looks interesting. The traversal looks interesting. And then she speaks. And she says, so let me get this straight. I'm somewhere that's not what I would call Earth. I'm seeing freaking dragons and... Oh, yeah. I'm talking to a cuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's something I do now. I do magic, kill jacked up beasts. I'll probably fly next. Cut to her, like, kind of flying, but not really, but kind of flying. The cuff part is so awkward because she's looking at, like, it's like a magical bangle. And the decision to call it a cuff is so strange to me. It's like a metallic armband. Or something. No, but it's more than a band. It goes up like the old, the whole forearm. Well, yeah, exactly. When I think of cuff, it's more I of think a bracer, like, right? I think of yeah, it's like a bracer. I, I think of like a cuff link when someone says that word. Like why cuff? That's such a strange choice for what she's talking to. I I don't know why they wouldn't have called it a bracer because I'm thinking about it now and it, it is just a bracer. Yeah, it seems and to be like, like a lot. It's a talking bracer. Yeah, and it's, it's like wrinkling like up her arm. Sort. But it's quite big, too. Like, it takes up a large portion of her arm. It's not like a cuff seems to me like a tiny little, like the button on the end of your jacket or something. It's Look, all I'm saying is if Beyond Good and Evil 2 needed a new rider five years into development, Forspoken needs a new lead rider now. This is going to be a tough one. It is going to be tough. And I, I, tr- I was defending it early on when we first saw it, but, like, this trailer is... I don't know, it's like a sizzle reel, but it's it's pretty rough. And I, I just think about like playing this game and having to listen to that for yeah. 40 hours. And I don't know if I can do that. So this is Amy Hennig and Gary Witter. Amy Hennig of Uncharted, Gary Witter of Rogue One. Like these are good writers. Why is this so awful? Are they even involved with this? Like, are they just well, names? That let's are- not forget, Amy Hennig is not making this game. She is the head of the studio, so she is more overseeing its production rather than hands-on writing this, the game. Gary Witt, on the other hand, come on, bud. Yeah, it's crazy how bad this is. Like, I feel like maybe they do the big picture stuff and there's junior writers that deal with the dialogue. <laughs> I don't know how it works. But they, ha- they have to... They, like. 
they had to have seen this trailer before it went out. So maybe they're just out of touch, you know, like like uh, Principal Skinner. It's the kids who are wrong. <laughs> Uh, moving right along, Govinda. Uh, Rollerdrome is out. This is the cool, cel-shaded skating. When I say skating, I mean like roller skating combat oh, the game. Less cool one. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a blader. Well, it's, I'm an it's, inline. Of, yeah, I was gonna say of all of the of the three: skateboarding, roller skating, and rollerblading. Roller skating is the worst. But continue. Uh, you can get a cool little trial as long as you're subscribed to PS Plus Premium. Uh, you can get a limited trial. Uh, I believe you get two hours uh, to play this yeah, thing. Yeah, that'll, that'll be the trial limit. That's always the trial limit for all of them. So I might even try this because I do have premium and I haven't really used it for anything, which is sad. Something I haven't included and we probably should have is that I think we're going into month three and there's nothing for the, the premium collection this month. There's no new games. There's no new PS1, PS... I mean, we don't have the PS2 stuff anyway, but... There's just nothing. Yeah, I did month. see something about that. I feel like it's because uh, there's been something in the last two months, though. Oh yeah, there was something last month, but this month we get nothing, and it's like yeah, they're yeah. already dropping the ball on this shit. It's like this is not Game Pass. <laughs> like yeah, we you're just getting the trials. <laughs> well, it's it's not Game Pass because they did a weird tier system for some reason. I mean, yeah, like I feel like we should have had expectations. This should be like a PS One game every month. Like, there should be some baseline of what they have to hit because at the moment that it's just like, I think we're going to get dribs and drabs. And Well, the thing that's really strange to me is like some of the stuff that's on premium doesn't feel like it should be on premium. Like the Bioshock collection mm. or like Bioshock 1 and 2 is part of premium. But I'm like, but what do you mean? It's not a PS... It's not like a classic game. I guess it's like PS3. So that's maybe why it's gone into premium, but... It just seems very odd about some of the games that they chose to put into that catalogue and not just leave put into deluxe. And it's we the tier system, I think, was a big mistake. The whole thing is very confusing. I, I will say I did download the trial for Tiny Tina's. Haven't tried it yet, but uh, that's like the one time I've found it interesting. <laughs> I was well, like, cool, I, downloaded, I can do that. Like, I downloaded like Siphon Filter and Wild Arms and Ape Escape, yep. and then I played Ape Escape for four to five minutes and haven't played anything else. So. Yeah. I mean, you and I upgraded and it's just going to be that for a few months now, but yeah, this is not, does not seem worth it at nah. this point. It's, but I think Deluxe is well and truly worth it. I might, I might make a thing of diving into Rollerdrome. I'll uh, talk about that next week. I am pretty interested oh, in this one. Oh, I'm definitely going to play it if it's a free trial for sure. But I don't want to buy it. <laughs> That's the thing. But maybe you do. Maybe you'll play really the trial wanna... and be like, that's that's it. I'm going to buy this. We'll see how we go. I just feel like this is going to be free one day. <laughs> it just feels like that's it's going to be... Yeah, yeah I just possible. feel like it's going to be one of those. And this is the problem. Because I'm starting to have these thoughts where I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy this because I just know that's coming to PlayStation Plus. And I can wait. I can wait six months on this thing and get it for free. Like... Mm. I'm starting to look at games like that, like you are just a a PlayStation Plus game. <laughs> it's because there's too many. There's too many games. Like mm. you don't, you, you've got to be more selective with what you're actually spending your money on. Otherwise you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars a year. And a lot of, and like, do I want to play Roller Dream? Does it look cool? Yes. Am I going to buy it? No. And I know that now. Like I'm not yeah. doing that, but 
if it's free one day and I play the trial and enjoyed it, I'll play it when it's free one day. Yeah. So yeah. That is just the world we live in now. This one was a bit of a surprise, Govinda. So, THQ Nordic had a bit of a showcase this week. They showed off a bunch of games. Um, to be honest, a lot of them were quite forgettable. Uh, there was there was a fair few, though. Uh, that was surprising. But probably the biggest one was the revival of Alone in the Dark, which I had to do a little bit of research. I've played one of these games, and I can't even remember which one it is. This is... Uh, Resident Evil is the touchstone. I don't think they were as good. They're certainly not as well known. Uh, but this this looks interesting to me. It had very uh, American Horror Story vibes, if you've ever seen the show. I actually haven't. <laughs> uh, it's very similar. Like, uh, It just depends on the season. Each season of that show is, is a different setting, a different story. So it kind of changes like that. But the, like, kind of being in like Southern America... Yeah, you know, like those little vibes, and it's maybe a little dated. And my understanding of Alone in the Dark is that it's Lovecraftian horror. Yeah, the monsters definitely have that kind of vibe from yeah. what the trailer, anyway. Another good touchstone is like the back half of Bloodborne, where things start getting like a bit cosmic, and like it's all about like insanity yeah. and craziness. And because I played that, um, The Sinking City briefly, that was like another Lovecraft game, and it's like you know tentacles and madness and sort of the southern twang and everyone's really ugly and you know inbreeding and cannibalism and all all the good stuff it looks good if you're into it i don't really i play resident evil games honestly so i don't really have like the draw to try this out nor did i ever play this on ps2 originally so yeah it's sort of an it's just sort of notable for them like you said a little earlier uh you kind of surprised these like THQ Nordic is still around. It was a little bit hyperbolic. I did know they still existed, <laughs> but I didn't expect them to be doing this. Uh, they teased a new South Park game. They've just quietly snapped up a shitload of IP. They reckon they currently have something like 26 unannounced games in development. They have more than 45 games in development. Uh, they are I'm a sorry, monster. Wait. Can we just go back again? Why was that not, not the news? Why is there a South Park game you're not talking to me about? Oh, uh, there's nothing to show you. It's just the very briefest tease. Like, they don't, oh, you don't okay. even see anything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would have included it otherwise. <laughs> Important to note, I think it's a different developer, though. It's not going to be um, Obsidian. That's probably for the best, because if it was, we wouldn't get to play it on PlayStation, being that Obsidian is owned wholeheartedly by Microsoft. That's so upsetting to me, but... It is what it, it is. It kind of is. It kind of is. But I'm. It. It would. <laughs> it would really only be upsetting to me if there was like a New Vegas two coming out. Oh, actually, that's not true. Outer Worlds. That'll be. Uh, that'll be a bit of a miss. But hey, your boy bought a PC, so. Yeah, that's nothing's it. You've, off the table. Yeah, you've got the best of both worlds now. Like you can play Starfield. You can dive into these things, and they don't pop up very often. That's the thing. Like it's only every now and then. Yeah. No. Really. Like Starfield and. That's kind of all I care for at this point that they have. I'm going to move right along. (laughs) Govinda, can I ask you, do you think PlayStation will have one of its vaunted PlayStation showcases next month? Wait, uh, (laughs) I didn't didn't see this one in the list. Um, Yeah, it's probably about time. It feels like, uh, yeah, probably like what, three month intervals they seem to do at it. Well, the PlayStation Showcase hasn't happened in a year. Last time we got one was in September. 
Like oh, you mean not, not a state of play, like a proper show. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the true, actual. True, 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 true. Sorry, yeah. I just think state of plays. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know, but I really hope so. Push Square is currently running a poll, 892 votes at the time of writing. Uh, 30% of people say, yeah, probably. <laughs> 18% say, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> 6% say, no, definitely not. <laughs> Why is this poll relevant? It's, it's people not. People have no information. <laughs> it's what we, the kids, call a vibe check, Govinda. There's a feeling in the air that we're, we're due for this. We are. They, they need to tell us what's happening next year because we don't know anything about next year and I feel like it's due and they're not doing E3, they're not doing Gamescom, they need to tell us something at some point and... I don't know. Sometimes I think they're waiting for Microsoft to move first, like that the classic E3 vibe, but I just just start telling me what's happening. Correct me if I'm wrong, but outside of and I'm not going to count The Last of Us, but outside of Forbidden West, have we had a first party release this year? Not a first party, no. Only first party this year is going to be Forbidden West and God of War. The um Returnal doesn't count because they were bought after Returnal was purchased. And Returnal wasn't this year. Wasn't it? No. Uh, PS5 has almost been out for two years as of November. Jesus, what's happening to time? Yeah, no, Returnal was last year. Okay, that's We've been of... recording this episode for over a year, remember that. And Returnal would have been very early in this episode. This episode, it feels <laughs> like it. But <laughs> this, it feels like we were recording this episode for years. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Uh, yeah, no, this podcast. Yeah, that's... I know that on some level, but at the same time... God, I could have sworn Returnal was like January or something. But no, you're right. No, no. Because honestly, Ring, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? It probably was January last year. Yeah. Elden Ring was February this year. And that feels like yeah. fucking forever ago. Because it kind of was. It was... Well, no, it wasn't forever ago. It was, it was six, seven months ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> shocked we don't have at least the announcement of DLC for it. That's got to be coming real soon. I would maybe wager it's a Gamescom announcement. Yeah, that's good. I'd, I'd predict that. It's about time. And I actually think potentially either at Gamescom or at whatever, if they do a showcase for PlayStation, I think Horizon uh, Forbidden West DLC will be announced as well. If you and I were better organized, we could have come up with like some cool predictions and then checked it out next week. But of course, we're learning <laughs> don't this blame, right I don't, don't, don't blame me for this. That's all I'm going to say mm. is I, I edit this show. I make mm. sure it gets up online, on time, on the day that we say it's going to get up. You're in charge of the show notes and running this show. That's not what you said on the air. You said that you're the uh, producer, lead writer, editor, and I'm like your assistant, <laughs> I believe you said on this uh, show. Well, no, that's what it feels like because you do nothing. <laughs> I would like to see Elden Ring DLC. I fired it up just the other day and god damn it do I want to go back. I want to start again, but I want to have something new driving it forward. Yeah, no, I'm going to definitely leave that one alone until until DLC comes out and then go back. Did to you it. you beat it in the end? Did you platinum it? You've asked me this a few times on this show. Yeah, I know. And, and I, I have reason... finished it and I have platinumed it. Yeah, that's interesting. I almost don't believe you. <laughs> Check my fucking trophies, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to. PSTrophies.org, baby, let's go. <laughs> Come at me, bitch. This one's fascinating, Govinda. I wrote this story and it's fucking criminal that it didn't get more attention. The title is, in an alternate Spider-Verse, Marvel's Spider-Man had a multiplayer mode. Now, Insomniac 
released Marvel Spider-Man on PC just a few days ago at the time of this recording. And of course, PC gamers fucking blew this shit wide open. And in the code, they found references to what has to have been both competitive and cooperative multiplayer modes. Now, there's references to Miles Morales. There's like... It's just there's just there's just a lot of breadcrumbs. <laughs> there's just a lot of breadcrumbs, Kavinda. <laughs> and I can't I can't help but think how awesome that would have been. Would it? Or and we should say there are some theories that this might be coming in Spider Man two, but there's nothing to indicate that. What do you envision a Spider Man multiplayer mode being? Like I don't I don't understand what it would be. There's only one Spider-Man. The only way that it would make sense in um, Spider-Man 2 is that Miles Morales might be there. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And, yeah, one player would be Peter Parker and the other would be Miles with his skill set. So, you'd be using both. Uh, the idea was that it would be cooperatively roaming the city, just doing, like, activities. There is references to a red team and a blue team and call-outs of, like, one player becoming the superior Spider-Man. For example, player one has become the superior Spider-Man, as if it was, like, a competitive thing. And these Mm, are all just lines found deep in the code. I think the only reason that I would really have loved it to be multiplayer is if it was a completely cooperative campaign multiplayer and you play as both Spider-Mans. It sounds great. And, like, yeah, you stop crimes together... I, I think they can. I think no, they so can unless, do it. Uh, unless, they, unless there's an AI controlling the other Spider-Man when you're not playing, you can't integrate them into the story properly. Well, what if it's just like you play as Peter Parker, Miles Morales, he's off doing his own thing, right? Like for all intents and purposes. But for the, the sake of the co-op, he just comes and helps out sometimes. He doesn't have to be there if you're playing solo, but he can be there. The problem I have with that is that they made such a they had such a focus on the story and it intertwining with like 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 seamless transitions into gameplay and all that stuff. Mm. And if Miles Morales is there and then he just disappears or it reappears out of nowhere, it just is going to kind of Even take that, away from that a little bit. That might be overthinking it. Like, what if he's not involved in the single player story at all? But when you're just free roaming, you're stopping those random crimes. You're like finding those backpacks. You can just have someone with you for that and like clearing those outposts. But I, I want it to be a fully cooperative story. Otherwise, it's just the free mm-hmm. roam section is co-op and that feels a little bit like, like not quite there, you know? I just see it as like a why not though. Like it could be a fun addition. And again, this is a what if. It didn't happen. Mm. But I could see that being fun for people. I wonder how they would decide who's Miles because obviously whoever's playing it has Spider-Man as well and is playing as Peter Parker. Yeah, they'd have to figure out the progression too, because it'd be super annoying if you like cleared a bunch of stuff. You go back to and your game, do and, anything. Yeah. To you, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm not a game designer. It just, it's not to me. To <laughs> look, this let's up. just put it this way: I understand why it didn't make it in. Yeah, I could see that, but a boy well, can hey. dream. Yeah, you can try. And Kale, before we wrap this up, did you see the Forbes article of Microsoft accusing Sony? of paying publishers to keep games off of Game Pass. I did see it, Govinda, but as our listeners can tell from the fact that you're taking this one, I didn't read it too deeply. So, we spoke about it previously. This is all part of like the regulatory approval process Microsoft is going through to buy Activision Blizzard. Uh, 
Mm. As a, a bit more of an explanation that we missed out last time is that when you're buying a company like this, you have to go through regulatory approvals in many countries, if not all countries around the world where it's relevant. Most of these countries keep these proceedings private, but Brazil doesn't give a fuck. So everything is public. Uh, and so it started off with Sony saying that Call of Duty was unrivaled and that no matter what resources they threw at publisher or at developers to make a rival, it will never beat Call of Duty. And then Microsoft came back and was like, there's nothing special about Call of Duty. It's generic, whatever. And they pretty much talked down their own sale. I'm like, okay, why are you spending billions and billions of dollars buying the publisher? But whatever, that's beside the point. The, the back and forth between Microsoft and Sony has continued. Microsoft has now accused Sony of paying for, quote, blocking rights, end quote, to third-party developers to keep games off Game Pass. Mm. Uh, Microsoft said in the proceedings, quote, Microsoft's ability to continue expanding Game Pass has been hampered by Sony's desire to inhibit such growth. Sony pays for blocking rights to prevent developers from adding content to Game Pass and other competing subscription services, end quote. So they don't specify any like specific games or anything like that, but they are mm. heavily hinting that Sony is not just by getting console exclusives like from Square Enix, for instance, but they're actually going out and making sure developers will only charge full price for their games on, on Xbox and not go on Game Pass. That seems like such a waste of money to me. Like, I get it, but at the same time, couldn't that money be used to secure your own exclusive? Like, rather well, than denying someone else one. True, but I think it's... Microsoft's trying to show that PlayStation is scared of Game Pass and that they are as anti-competitive as they are accusing Microsoft of being by buying Activision Blizzard. Yeah, right. Uh, now, the, the thing is, I don't think they give any sort of examples of this happening specifically. They don't give any evidence to reinforce the case at all. Uh, and it, it the one thing that feels a little bit off to me is like what... It feels unimaginable that Sony could pay a developer more to keep a game off Game Pass than Microsoft is willing to pay to get it on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they have nearly the the funds. The capital. Yeah, Microsoft is a humongous company and Sony Microsoft could buy Sony. Like <laughs> Yeah, if like, they were for Sony. and have plenty of money left over. So it it seems weird to me and I guess maybe it's a um if they get in early maybe I, I don't like my like PlayStation just gets to the developer first and says here's money, don't go on Game Pass. Maybe, but uh I I don't know. This is a funny little proceeding though and I'm I'm here for it because <laughs> I just like hearing this back and forth of Sony sounding super desperate and Microsoft talking down its own product and its own multi, multi-billion dollar purchase of a publisher. Uh, it is very, very interesting. They're sort of not wrong, though. In a f- I mean, like, sorry, I mean, they're totally wrong. I feel like Call of Duty sort of is in a league of its own in terms oh, of sure. shooters. Like, it, I think for the... And I'm not an expert for... For me, the closest thing is probably, like, Apex Legends for feel of a shooter. Like, that fast kind of shooter. Outside of Call of Duty, I can't think of another game that does it better. It's not even that. Like, in in business, in marketing, there's a thing called, like, first mover advantage. And even if someone made a game that was as good and or better than COD is mechanically and, like, production-wise... 
it still wouldn't match COD because COD is now just a name brand recognition mm. staple of the gaming industry and will year over year be a number one top seller. And it's just, it is just the way it is. There's no stopping that. Yeah. It's just so hard too. Cause like they're doing the, the Fortnite thing with like the zany skins. I just kind of hate it. Like, I mean, we talked about the the plagiarized skin. There was actually another plagiarism this week, apparently. Another accusation that uh, they've ripped off another weird skin. Another skin? Yeah. It's like, it's not as exciting or interesting, but it's just, yeah. That's wild, theirs. dude. It, isn't it crazy that someone could work for a company like Activision, or I guess the developer like Raven or whoever is making the game at the time, and it's a huge game, like millions and millions and millions and millions of copies are going to get sold of this game every time. And they still think that they can get away with completely ripping someone off and just they're not going to get found out. Yeah. You know. Like, how do you, what's the thought process there? But bit like, oh shit, really got to get this skin in for this deadline. And you're just like, I'll just do this skin that already exists and that'll be Copy fine. No one will know. But anyway. This was, all, uh, this was all just a way for me to segue into... Have you seen Goku in Fortnite, Govinda? Oh, dude. Wait, what? Yeah, Goku's in Fortnite. He can do a Kamehameha. It's really weird. And then he can do that little fucking floss dance. Dude, all the, I all the hate emotes. that. I hate that. It's hard. Ruin it's, Goku. it's hard to watch. I saw a great tweet that was like, somehow, you know, like Ariana Grande, Spider-Man, that's fine. But the second you're putting... Son Goku in here. You're, you've, you've gone too far. This does not... Naruto's fine. This is not fine. <laughs> well, Naruto runs like he's in Fortnite already, so that's fine. But unless Goku is flying and being... And fighting only with hands and... No, he has guns. Like, he has all the guns. But yeah, I hate can... that dude. I don't really know how it works. And I, can I need really Kamehameha's. Easily... I need, like, Kai Blasts. I... Well, so, he can do the Kamehameha. I've seen a clip of... Someone killing someone with it, but I don't know how that works. I don't know oh, how interesting. you. Yeah, we should explore. No, that. I, I can't. No, we can't. We shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Because like, you'll have to buy him. Well, and the other thing is, he looks like shit. The face is all fucked up. <laughs> it's not like the other ones, which are kind of all right. Like Naruto looks how he does, but this Goku is all fucking warped. It's really weird. Yeah. Well, do you want to play Fortnite right now? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Or is it, you got anything else for me? Or you like we? You nah. No, I think that's it. I think we're gonna just have a nice little sneaky one, and then next week we're gonna come back. And we're gonna talk about Gamescom. Yeah, it'll probably be a big one, so it'll make up for this little one. And and I needed a little one just to, so my my brain doesn't fry, explode. So. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, so I guess this has been episode sixty three of Long Live Play. Is that correct, Cal? That is correct. Huh. And just to clarify, I've been me, but you've been you, right? That's correct. Huh. That's crazy. Uh, and if someone wanted to find us somewhere, could they? They could. Where? On the internet. Cool. Well, anyway, uh, keep playing games. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>